And now, a word from our sponsors. This is not a test. This is your annual announcement. This year we are offering Scarefare, which will be held on Saturday, October 30th at the San Bernardino County Fairgrounds in Victorville, California. Gates open at 9 a.m. and close at 9 p.m. General admission tickets are only $22 in advance and $25 at the door. VIP tickets are $45 in advance and $50 at the door while supplies last. In the morning, we will be offering trick-or-treating for the kids throughout our vendors. And for the adults, we have tons for you as well. Come meet horror icons like Joe Bob Briggs, Elaine Dietz from The Exorcist, Dr. Satan himself, Walter Phelan, and John Massari, who composed Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Don't forget that we have the psychotic carnival of thrills, where you become part of a horror story. Then, when the sun goes down, enjoy our live music as Roadwork opens for American Zombie, a Rob Zombie spook show. That's not enough? Okay, how about a Scream Queen contest hosted by the ladies of the Talkie Horror Podcast Show? Or our cosplay contest, one for the kiddies and one for the adults. So gather your courage and come join the fun. For more information, go to www.pcehd.com. And now, enjoy this free JZO Modcast show. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to my my public life as an American nerd. I'm Eddie, and I'm with uh, Daniel Avila, Jr. He is uh, the owner of After Hours Fun. Fun. Right? After Hours Fun. Yep. Okay. Um, he's going to be at Scarefair. He's going to be one of the artists there at Scarefair. Um, he has a lot of cool art that we're going to talk about and uh, get to know what he does and what he's enjoy, enjoys doing. How are you doing, Daniel? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. So, what type of art do you are you into? Man, so it's a broad range, but I would say a good chunk of it is just anything that is uh, horror-related. Um, yeah, uh, you know, I did a lot of academic art for 12 or 15 years which is consisted of, um, you know, like studying from the masters and drawing, doing a lot of artwork that was inspired by um, like uh, fine artists like Michelangelo and stuff like that. But then, um, you know, I started uh, noticing I, I wasn't happy doing that. So I went back into what I'm happy doing. And it's like just, I would, I would consider it like dark art. And lately it's been mostly pinup related and so now i would just sum it down to like just pin up horror oh, cool. very pulp 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 driven um i'm inspired by a lot of like vintage 
sixties horror posters and stuff like that. So you got a lot of inspiration from uh, actresses such as um, Elvira and mm-hmm. um, Lillian from uh, Lilith from uh, the Monsters, Monsters. Mm-hmm. right? And uh, Vampira. Do you go back yeah. and do do Vampira as well? Yeah, um, I'm. I you know I was just noticing um, a lot of them kind of kind of look similar just the hairstyle is different on all of them yeah. so see, as soon as you change the hairstyle it's funny because um you can just tell who each character is and that's what's cool about them and that's what i appreciate them and admire them is they created such an iconic brand within themselves that just alone if you, you see their silhouette and you see their hairstyle you can already tell who it is now i'm going to show you a couple that we have in our um up on our art wall mm-hmm. so yeah that's a nice one uh-huh. that's that's one there and we had purchased these way before scarefare it's probably mm-hmm. almost two years ago that mm-hmm. we purchased these from you uh we went on your etsy my wife went on your etsy page yeah I purchased some of these for you and the colors pop when when they're on the wall the you know, here's one of that yeah that one that you're holding up right there that's the one that got me started um so i really didn't know what i was trying to find my like area of art in until i did Mm -hmm. that particular piece right there i did that like two years ago and i started off doing a lot of figure drawing and a lot of just pin-up drawing figure drawing but i didn't know i wanted to find something i was happy doing so i kind of took my traditional print up um or figure drawing skills and then i married it with horror and so i said oh i'm gonna start putting these um you know like the the villains into like some kind of a pinup look and then that's where i'm having fun with so i kind of ran with it until this day that one right there that you held up it's my best seller and i try not to um print out so many i just do like limited prints of 20 and then i'll wait for like another six months and then do another run and yeah yeah, that's a good one. That now I I saw that on a T-shirt as well. You, mm-hmm. You're gonna do T-shirts as well, or was it? It was blue, right? Yeah. So that one, um, my my screen printer, he's actually working on that this week. And you know, I waited a long time to do that one. I wasn't in a hurry because for me, it's, I like to produce something that's quality and I'm ready. I feel good about it. I don't want to just pump something out and say, oh. Here we go. I opened up oh, your um, your Instagram. Oh yeah. Okay. Cool. And so I'm gonna scroll down a little bit, mm-hmm. and there is the um, art of Lilith right there. I'm a Lilith monster, and she's on a um, a t-shirt. And then you have, I, I guess that would be Elvira, or yeah, Elvira coming out of uh-huh. a pumpkin, um, and that shows a lot of your creativity right here in this uh, mixture of pinups. I also noticed you do pins as well, right? Uh, enamel pins, yeah. They're enamel pins? Enamel pins, yeah, those are fun to do. They're really fun, and I only have like three of them out right now. Well, the um, the detail in them is pretty awesome. Yeah, that one I had to like pay really close attention to. I did it myself where I vectored it, and then I sent it off to the production guys. And, uh, you know, I'm really picky about the line work. 
And so I had to like send it back a few times in order to get it done right. Because once you scale something down from large to like one inch, um, you lose, you got to think bold. You got to think more simple and you got to eliminate a lot of certain lines in there. So you got to redo it so that it, um, it reads well as a one inch image. There's another one of the, the creature surfing. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, what are these here? More enamel pins? Oh, that's, this, the, uh, that's pin. the man now pin with the the, the um, close up, the close up, but it's got a mm-hmm. a, a backing. Uh, the backing of it is mm-hmm. uh, the spider webs. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, did you go to art school? Unfortunately, I didn't. I had an, I'm like mostly self taught, which, which a lot of good artists are. Yeah, it's a uh, hard knock self taught. Where you know, like I kind of paid my dues, and I grew up a graffiti artist in L.A. And so um, that's kind of where I learned my my typography through that, through doing um, like graffiti letters and learning about color. Um, and then I studied uh, figure drawing, like these images down here with the, the black and white. Sure? Yeah. Yeah, this one's pretty cool. So um, We have the same type of model. Uh-huh. Do you need a model to draw the, their figures? I can't no, draw from memory. I, I can draw from memory pretty well. Um, the good thing is studying from live models is that you can see them in three dimension and uh-huh. you can see like the, the anatomy. And that's the whole point of drawing from a live model is so that you see it in 3D. And if you draw from a picture, you're looking at it flat. So it's going to flatten everything out. And it's just like uh, being very picky and critical about, I'm sure a lot of comic book artists, you know, out there, you know, their comics are really well done because they study a lot of um, anatomy. Yeah. Yeah. This clown girl is pretty cool. Now, this is oh. a, a, sti- a sticker? That's a sticker. Pretty cool. Yeah. Now, um, I noticed right here, you um, did a show at um, Second Street Coven mm-hmm. um, on July 24th. Do you do, do much vendoring? No, this is probably going to be my fourth show. You're talking um, about Scarefair will be your Scarefair will be my fourth show. Yeah, and I'm very, I don't want to say selective, but I'm going to say I'm very selective of the events that I do. Mm-hmm. And um, the, the uh, yours, the event for Scarefair, um, it was just very attractive. You know, it wasn't just one of those things where like, hey, let's just put a show together and bring a lot of, you know, there's a lot of thought process I know you put into it because you've been planning on this for like three or four months. Yeah, it's been so like, hit me, yeah, you hit he hit me up a long time ago, and I was like, oh, this guy is on it, and that's one thing I like about it is that you are already prepping for it way back, you know, like in February yeah. or something. Yeah. And the fact that you were doing that told me, okay, it's going to be an organized event. There's going to be, um, you know, good people to market with and good um, customers and people that I'm going to know. So it sounds like something that I need to be a part of. So that's why I chose to be a part of it. That's but yeah, the reason. Well, I jumped on board. I, I love your work. As you can tell, we purchased some of your work. Um, mm-hmm. When we had set this up and you and I had talked, um, you asked if you could bring um, a, model? Some, uh, a model as well, but yeah. uh, some black lighting. Oh, yeah. Uh, I have my neon light. Um, I don't know if you can see it on one of these images, but I have a neon light that I paid a good money for. And that's my branding right there. You know, I don't, right there it is right there. So right in the middle. 
Um, yeah, yeah. I, so um, that that kind of makes your booth pop as well. But I love yeah. the I love the different uh, images along with the different types of uh, uh, way that you sell, either on mm -hmm. T-shirts, print, um, mm -hmm. stickers, uh, pins. Yeah. Yes, I work for a licensing company. So um, one of the licensing companies I work for, they're like the main companies that design um disney marvel um you know we do a lot of stuff for hot topic i do a lot of graphic designs for them and i see the way they merch their stuff into those stores and so that's where i kind of learned how to merchandise a table and um you know i'm still learning this is like my i haven't even been into this for a year i just started doing this like last um i don't know like last december and then this is my fourth show coming up so i'm still learning as i go along um, some some of the vendors out there have some crazy looking booths. It, it's 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 pretty inspiring. And then um yeah, I like to just keep it simple and um just you know like uh, merchandise well. Well, you're learning from uh, like you said, hot topic that has mm -hmm. similar types of interests that you have um, with your type of art. Um, hot topics, one of those uh, places where you would go to purchase something from Disney, but that wasn't uh, like Goofy or Mickey, but was kind mm -hmm. of a, a darker Gothic. A darker. Yeah. So you're on the right lines of, uh, of marketing the same way mm -hmm. that they market. Now, do you watch a lot of horror movies? You know what? I, it, it's, you know, like if you want my first, like my true opinion on it, I'm such a, 80s horror guy that's it oh, like, and, and and i do like the new modern horror stuff um like what was the last one that i saw was it follows did you see that it oh, yes follows. it follows yes yeah so that yeah. one was really cool that had the stranger yeah. things vibe i think some of the um producer from strange or one of the guys that worked on stranger things was mm -hmm. doing that one so i like stuff like that but uh this new modern horror stuff i just can't i mean i i like the mainstream modern stuff i can't yeah, a lot of it is um, just graphic horror, um, mm -hmm. just gore, and mm -hmm. uh, and like I said, graphic horror. But from in the eighties, a lot of the uh, horror movies are based on the the character and the mm -hmm. mysteriousness of the character, and had a a whole movie um, artistic flavor to it. Yeah, um, there was definitely a quirkiness to it. Oh, quirky, yeah, definitely. And that's what made it that, like, because um, I grew up actually down the street from a lot of the the scenes where, where like, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street was filmed. So I think it was part five, The Dream Master. Right, yeah, yeah so that, was, that was the one. Yeah. The one where uh, his hand came out of the, the sand. Mm -hmm. And um, it was, like, filmed at the, at the beach. It was supposed to be a beach. Well, that's actually a lake. It's called Lake Machado, and I actually live around the corner from there. So my dad took me there to go uh, meet what, Robert England. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, um, the actress that plays in that movie, Lisa Wilcox, is uh -huh. also going to be at the Scare Fair as well. That's that's crazy. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So you could uh, share with her some of your memories mm -hmm. of, of when that movie is made. Yeah, that, at Scare Fair, there's going to be quite a few actors and celebrities. There's going to be Lisa Wilcox from. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 4 and 5. Uh, it's going to be Walter Phelan from uh, House of a Thousand Corpses. He plays mm -hmm. Dr. Satan. 
um, Joe Bob Briggs, of course, um, and his uh, male girl, Darcy. They're both mm-hmm. going to be there um, from Shutter's the last drive, the last drive-in. There's going to mm-hmm. also be, um, uh, let's see, Elaine Dietz, Eileen Dietz from uh, uh, The Exorcist. And she mm-hmm. played the, the demon. Um, who else is going to be there? Uh, John Masari. He did mm-hmm. the music uh, for um, the the music for uh, Killer Clowns. I'm sorry for Killer Clowns. Mm-hmm. He he orchestrated the music for that. There's going to be the um, podcast girls, the Taki Horror Podcast Girls from Universal. Mm-hmm. They're going to be there. Um, Missy Sahagan, who's a up and coming new actress, who's in a movie uh, called Appetite for Sin, and that's going to mm-hmm. actually uh, be out by October. It should be out by Scarefair. So uh, she's an up and coming actress. She also has her own uh, line of clothing. Uh, uh, on Manku shop, mm-hmm. um, she's a pretty much a a uh, influencer in social media. Let's see, there's also going to be the Grim Collective. They're a, a YouTube inspired um, duel. Him and his wife they go around from coast to coast, going to spooky mm-hmm. locations and uh, grave sites. Um, just that those horror type uh, places where they uh, go into the locations and do their filming and take you along the journey with them. Uh, mm-hmm. They're going to be there. They're actually going to be filming uh, live there at the um, scare fair. So mm-hmm. uh, I don't want to miss anybody, but um, yeah, they, they're going to be there as well as comic book artists too. We're going to have quite a few comic book artists. Are you, are mm-hmm. you into comics at all? I love old school nineties comics. Um, there's Dan Mendoza. He's mm-hmm. going to be I there. Know. I like his work a lot. You yeah, okay. his work is awesome. There's some new news that came out from down in Mendoza's camp. Uh, mm-hmm. He has a um, his, his art today is from Still Ill um, Comics, and uh, they are doing his uh, his comics now. Um, who he's the publisher and creator of those comics. Well, now um, they're getting back Zombie Trap. They haven't had Zombie Trap for a couple of years. He left um, Action uh, Comics and went to do his own comics. And now he's finally uh, got Zombie Trap back. And in October, they're going to do a Kickstarter on Zombie Trap as well. So that's exciting news. That's really big news for him and for anybody that's a fan of Dan Mendoza. So he's going to have some of that art. The new art of Zombie Trump there at Scarefair as well. Um, there's uh, Bill McKay, um, is, uh, Eric Basadula, um, along with uh, uh, Dan Mendoza, uh, is a, a Nightmare Lynch. Um, she's going to be there as well. Um, David Harrigan. There's going to be a new comic who is actually, he came off. He had a home run right after the bat last year with um, the, the last Ronin, which is the, the Ninja Turtle. Mm-hmm. And he is um, Aaron Bartling, Aaron Bartling. And he, he hit a home run right away. And now he's doing other comics as well. He did, he's doing some for DC as well. Um, uh, JP Roth is going to be there. Wendy Shaner. Hopefully I'm not missing anybody. Oh, I, okay. One more Isaac Bell and, uh, um, Alexa Lowe. 
Yeah, they're mm-hmm. going to be there as well. Yeah. So there's some, there's a really good lineup of comic book artists. So uh, anybody that's into comic books would want to be there as well. So it's kind of like a Comic-Con uh, horror uh, related expo that we put all together. And we're going to have over over 50 vendors there as well. <laughs> so including yourself. So a lot of artists, a lot of... Uh, crazy lineup you got right yeah. there going on. Oh yeah, there's there's all kinds of things to do there. Yeah, we set it up so there's certain events that people could do throughout the day. Uh, they could mm-hmm. watch the Rocky Horror Picture Show with the audience participation. Uh, join or watch a costume cosplay contest. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 Lisa Wilcox is going to be the judge of that, and then the Taki Horror Podcast Girls are going to host a um, Scream Queen contest. So, and then after that, uh, our first band, uh, Roadwork, goes on. And then the closing uh, uh, main show is uh, American Zombie. So, mm-hmm. along with our psychotic carnival of thrills, that is our um, our haunt. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so it's, it'd, be, it'd be fun for everybody to come out. And especially, yeah, it's a mixture of everything. Yeah, especially if you're looking for some good art, uh, mm-hmm. come out. Like, your art is phenomenal. I love your art. Now, you grew up in Los Angeles? Yeah, I did. South LA. South LA. So you saw a lot of uh, things come out of Hollywood, such as uh, uh, some of the horror movies. You're pretty, you're pretty close to Hollywood. Yeah. 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 Like, I mean, that's what I grew up doing is just, you know, my mom, the first thing that she rented for us when we were kids was this movie called Alice Sweet Alice. Oh, yeah. People have heard about that. It's yeah. from the 70s. You know, yeah. Um, it was a, it was a Brooke Shields, one of her first movies that she came out in when she was a little girl. Oh, really? That's yeah. cool. And she uh, has a has a sister, and that her sister's like an evil. Yeah. It was done in the seventies. Pretty crazy, but uh, yeah. that was the first movie. That's uh, an old movie. Watched. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the first movies that got to me was uh, The Exorcist. I remember when that movie came out as a young child. Uh, that one always scared me because they had that mm-hmm. realistic element to it. That one scared me because, you know, growing up Catholic and oh, oh, growing yeah. up in a growing up in a um, you know a Hispanic household or Mexican household, and where my mom's constantly telling us, you know, watch out, like don't play with uh, this, don't touch that. Yeah, like don't, don't worship over this, your sister. Yeah, yeah. So one of the things that she wouldn't allow me to do is cross over. Like if my sister was laying down, I couldn't like step across. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a weird superstition. Yeah. yeah. They have those don't walk on your ladder. Uh, don't break a mirror. You have some days, seven years, bad luck, stuff like yeah. that. But um, when I was growing up as kids, we used to play a uh, bloody Mary, turn off the lights mm-hmm. and say bloody Mary three times in the mirror. Uh, my mom, dad, and my aunts and uncles used to tell us, don't play that, don't play that. Yeah, something might happen. Uh, yeah, a lot of creepy things that we used to do as kids. Right. I wonder if it's lost um, in translation today. Uh, not, what, do, what do the kids do now? Uh, do they still play the same type of games that we used to do? Or are they more sinister? Well, they're definitely more desensitized. Oh, definitely, yeah, yeah. They 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 look at the seventies movies, eighties movies that you used to watch, and think these were true horror movies, and they look at them and laugh because it doesn't have the blood and gore, it doesn't scare. That wasn't scary, 
Yeah. And then we look at it now, and it's quite corny. Uh, some wow. of the actors, like Robert England uh, playing uh, Freddy Krueger, and that character, he's like, today he's like one of your uncles. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. He, just like a comedian. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, but The Exorcist, that was one of them that was um, probably like the craziest one, even till this day for me. Oh, yeah. Till this till this day, um, I could watch it, but I still had that weird, eerie feeling mm-hmm. inside. Several years back, several years back, I challenged myself to watch it alone mm-hmm. and, and actually put it on, did that, and uh, just to see if I get through it, just to see if I get through some of my fears about that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, keep me. I, I, I watched all through it, but when I went to sleep, I mean, thoughts were going through my head, like, yeah, yeah, because it can happen to anybody, I guess, or is it just um, a saying? I, I, I don't know. An exorcism. Uh, I never witnessed an exorcism, but I did witness somebody uh, being possessed. Mm-hmm. That's kind of weird. <clears throat> yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things where um, you may it's been that way for a while and you may have not known until they do something that makes you think like, Oh, really are they? Because I, I was in a similar situation where my roommate, um, when I was 27, I had a roommate, one of my best friends when I was growing up as a kid, you know, um, he was one of my roommates. And, um, the, as soon as we signed a lease to the apartment, the second day, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> even going to play with you. Like he literally busted the extra thought exorcist on me the whole thing he didn't have his head spinning around or anything like that but he was doing some really really strange things where i had to get his mom involved had to get the police involved oh Um, yeah and then it turned out that he was they diagnosed him with um schizophrenia schizophrenia. yeah Yeah. and he had to take two two, three different types of medication and he had told me that he personally told me he said i there was a demon that wanted to get to you and i jumped in front of it and yeah so he told me that he took it wow. and he said yeah he said that he talked to it and all this stuff and i was like damn like how long ago was you your roommate for um this happened in 2008 and it was about for we had signed a lease so i had to like <laughs> put up with, with it I, I had to put up with it for like six months and um yeah so it was about six months it happened in 2007 but you know he's doing a lot better now was there any more occurrences than just that? After that, no. Wow. No. That's crazy. Did you know him for a long time prior to that? Yeah, I know him since we were in grade school. Oh, wow. So you had no idea of the schizophrenia? No, but ever since then, he's been different. That's the weirdest thing is he's never been the same after that, 2007. Really? Yeah. So I can relate when you talk about, you know, possibly knowing somebody who's, I don't know, like they're calling it schizophrenia but you know it's it definitely was something different well when i was um around 18 years old uh we had experience with a ouija board and Mm -hmm. uh, we had brought it into one of my ex-girlfriend's houses and we were playing with it there and there was five of us uh my best friend his friend uh, my girlfriend, her sister, and we're playing with the Ouija board. And it was kind of weird because it answered some of the questions that it knew about you. 
So when you'd ask it a question like, um, how old am I? You'd answer mm-hmm. your age. But one of the things that I noticed that it always spelled stuff wrong. Mm-hmm. It would spell a name missing a, like Danny, it'd be missing an N. Or like mm-hmm. uh, Susie, it'll spell with the, if it's not with the Z, it's with the S, another S, S-U-S. Some things like that. It'd be off a little bit. But it would it always spell wrong, and we had these uh these weird occurrences after the fact. But one thing that knew about me is I I went to the military and uh, I had already signed my documents going, and I was going to go into um an artillery unit, and mm-hmm. I asked and I asked it um what what am I going to do for a career, and that said big guns, which is an artillery unit, and I thought wait a minute. Um, earlier on the week, I re-signed. I, I changed my MOS, uh, which mm-hmm. is my, my job for the military, and I changed it to um, communications. <laughs> I was a communication tech. And so, and it wasn't for an artillery unit. It was for a headquarters battalion, which was kind of weird because why would it know something that I did, I was going into, but I'm not now. But it mm-hmm. came close. It came very close to knowing what it what what it was I was doing. And uh, I asked it, um, "What did I do when I got home from school today?" Mm-hmm. And, it, and it put ha 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 ha. And only I knew what that meant. I watched Woody Woodpecker when I got home. Yeah. And it said ha ha ha. I mean, it was so weird and strange. And I didn't it, want to play it again. I just like put that yeah, thing. That away. gave you chills. Oh yeah, yeah. But it didn't. It didn't haunt me as much as it did go after the minds and the psyche of some of our mm-hmm. some of my friends that were sitting there and one of my friends got totally possessed by it because he was playing with it and channeling it by himself mm-hmm. and uh, then him and my other friend that was there they would go and play with it on their own and my friend was telling me all kinds of weird stuff well one night when I was there at my friend's house, we were playing in television, which is kind of like our t- Atari. And I was playing in his living room. And I he was talking to his girlfriend on the phone in his bedroom. Um, and I heard complete silence. I didn't hear any talking. I didn't hear anything was going on. So I walked over to his room, and he's lying in his bed with his eyes just like piercing black. Mm-hmm. And he's just staring up in the air. And I look at the phone. The phone, the phone is literally on the floor. And I could hear his girlfriend screaming. David, David, what's going on? What's going on? And I picked up the phone. And I said, what's going on? She goes, um, I heard a little girl's voice. And she says she wants mm-hmm. to kill She said she wants to kill me. And I said, there's mm-hmm. not a little girl here. She goes, Eddie, it's a little girl. And I looked at him and finally he like snapped out of it. He, he started crying. He said, I was inside my body calling for you, but I couldn't mm-hmm. come out. I couldn't come out of my body because the demon was holding me down. <laughs> it's crazy. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I took him to my mom. My mom was highly into the church activities. And we mm-hmm. she called up the, the priest. This happened at nighttime. She called up the priest and she said, bring him right over. And he kind of talked to him and then uh, uh, told him to stay away from the Ouija board, but kind of blessed him and stuff like that. But yeah, it was that incident was kind, kind of strange. That was the only mm-hmm. time I, I've ever seen anybody, if he was possessed, possessed. But from everything that looked like possession yeah mm-hmm. it, was, it was pretty crazy yeah besides yeah. besides that i've never experienced an exorcism or 
mm-hmm. another position or anything like that. Do you, uh, what other type of movies do you like besides horror? I like, um, you know, I like a lot of gangster movies, like just uh, mafia, gangster, um, either one. Yeah, mostly mafia, gangster, and then I like a lot of true crime stuff. I read a lot about true crime. and Yeah, I love true crime. Yeah, it's crazy the stuff that happens out there, you know. My sister, she actually works for the Tustin Police Department. Uh-huh. She does forensic. She actually does forensic stuff and the stuff that she tells me and, yeah, like white-collar crime and stuff that doesn't get news coverage. There's a lot of stuff that's There's not going to get news coverage. Oh, yeah it happens that you know people will be crazy about so i think there's a much there's more fascinating stuff that isn't covered than there mm-hmm. are that are people are fascinated with and i think there's so much out there that people there is don't realize and certain stuff deserve news coverage but it sadly it just doesn't get there because it's the popular doesn't want it like that you know yeah, yeah. um that's your sister you said uh that's my sister yeah there's some podcasts um on spotify that i listen to constantly i I somehow go to sleep to it that that tells some really true 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 crime stories Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of them out there but um i listen to quite a few of them i put my headphones on just like fall asleep to Mm -hmm. some murder or something yeah yeah pretty trippy yeah so i like watching stuff that um is yeah, a little bit on the darker side, I guess. And then I like Disney movies. So it's a quite of a contrast. I'll go from stuff like that to like funny, classic Disney movies. Do you ever draw Disney? Uh, and the style of them? Yeah. Um, you know, like one of the guys that was my instructor, he actually trained over at the Animation Guild. And okay. they trained for Disney artists. So um, that's why a lot of the art that I do is looks you know down that alley because a lot of the instructors that i was taught from i learned from them that teach at the disney academy now that that is that the one that's right off of the the 101 or 134 yeah yeah in burbank right in burbank right by portals are they they still there um i know they used to have like uh mickey's cat no it's all um yeah they're still there they're still there i think for the most part everybody's just working from home Okay, because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I knew there's an animation uh, uh, place there at, in Burbank, kind of like the Burbank uh, Toluca Lake area. Mm-hmm. There there. Yeah, I think that one's further up, called uh, LA Laffa, LA Figurative. I think that might be it. Or there's Animation Guild is where I studied, yeah. and that's yeah. And where's the Animation Guild? It's right there by Portal right or up. Yeah. Magnolia and yeah, by the freeway, right across from the Disneyland um, uh, Disney Center. Yeah, um, there's a lot of lots there too that do mm-hmm. sitcoms, and uh, there's I think there's a street called Bob Hope Drive. Mm-hmm. Um, I went and did uh, one of my um, fiancés. She uh, was going on uh, Family Feud. Mm-hmm. She asked me to um, join them, so we went to the casting call for Family Feud, and that was in that general area right there as well. Uh-huh. Yeah, we didn't make it, but it's it's quite a quite a show. You got you got to act to be a, a 
a part, even just a part of um, of a family. You got to uh-huh. really be animated for them to pick you out. Oh, each, each I, wow! I didn't know it was like that. Yeah, they 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 pick. They have the families. There's about let's say twenty families there, and they have you go uh-huh. up on stage, and then they they do a mock trial of like a a mock. They ask you questions and see how your family answers it, and see how they respond, mm-hmm. and see they're charismatic. Like if they clap loud, if they cheer, yeah. and yeah, they would they want some really charismatic families to go mm-hmm. up there. Pretty trippy. Yeah. Uh, really Hollywood. And, and the set, it was really small. Yeah, you would think the, the family food set would be huge, but it's probably no bigger than like a, a 20 by 20 area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Everything appears larger on TV. And then oh, yeah. when you get in person, it's like, oh, it, this was filmed here. And, yeah. Would you? Like, uh, Go ahead. Oh, sorry to cut you off, but like in a good example is um, you ever see Prince of Darkness with. Uh, Alice Cooper made like a cameo yes, on it. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so the church that that was actually filmed at, it, you know, like when you watch it on the movie, it looks like a crazy big church, but then you go to it, it's actually in downtown off 2nd Street in, in Little Tokyo. And mm-hmm. it's a little tiny, it's still standing there. You can actually go there and take pictures if you want. It's pretty cool. Um, so it's over there off 2nd Street in Little Tokyo, a little tiny oh, wow. small Catholic church, and that's where it was filmed everything. But when I you see it on the it screen, out. I go. We go to yeah. Little Tokyo quite a bit. I love them. Yeah, my my son loves Little Tokyo. Mm-hmm. So it's right there off of Second and Alameda. No, yeah, Alameda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I gotta go check that out. Uh-huh. Yeah. Did you ever think about um, crossing over from art, uh, some of your artwork, to like uh, movies or or animation? All the time, like especially movies. Like I totally like had this whole visual for doing like a horror movie and um you know i got my camera ready to go and i'm slowly learning how to edit and take shots and footage and of an actual movie or animated movie no just like an actual like Mm -hmm. uh, movie like this you know even if it's like a 30 second trailer something that just um i want to like put my vision onto like film and a lot of the inspiration is from like like 70s Italian horror. I like a lot of Italian horror. Do you like a lot of uh, Robert Rodriguez movies? I do, yeah. From Yeah, that one was, you know, that shaped me. Like, that movie actually kind of shaped me, yeah. like, shaped my art, yeah. shaped my, like, way of looking at the world. And Yeah, it's, it's kind of weird how that movie crosses over from something like a bank robbery done mm-hmm. bad to to a horror flick that you're watching uh the, a lot of the dialogue transfer over was well, is a movie written by quinn tarantino but is directed mm-hmm. by robert Rodriguez, right and uh that crossover to like horror sexy mm-hmm. and then just pure like the the, the graphics of the vampires eating you mm-hmm. know, it, i think that was a well produced while we're in and well um directed movie mm-hmm. yeah that i mean i was 15 at the time when that came out and i think i watched it like quite a few times you could see uh some of your art in that selma hyatt character <laughs> yeah i actually need to bring that one back i did yeah, a pinup drawing before. of her yeah with the python she had a yeah, good, the, yeah. um yeah and yeah. it's a cool pinup drawing i did 
she's like has the python and she's like walking the and feather, i'm sure like a lot feathers of, in her yeah that's so awesome looking too. Oh, I, I you know I'll, I'll dig i'm gonna dig through it tomorrow but it's, i did it on all paper before i was doing it on the ipad so uh-huh. yeah it was all like traditional pen and paper uh-huh. oh yeah. cool i'd love to see that yeah. yeah um so i don't know if i mentioned this but like two years ago my friend he used to have he me and him used to host these cosplay he had a comic book shop actually in in Tustin, and we used to host these cosplay um workshops where a cosplayer would come in and pose for us mm-hmm. and like a bunch of us artists would draw them and that's kind of how i started the after hours fun was because it was done after hours from work and we have cosplayers come in and pose as like different characters you know it could be from Wednesday, Wednesday, when um, from Adam's family. It could be from a lot of comic characters like Phoenix, uh, from Marvel, uh, Black Widow, and it was cool stuff. But anyways, um, to make that um, long story short, was uh, this is really sad news. But um, so my friend Arlen ended up uh, getting shot by his brother and killed. Yeah. And then this is like true true story. This is one of those going back to what we were talking about true crime. Mm-hmm. And that stuff happening and not getting any news coverage. So this happened in, in Tustin and it happened a few years ago. And his name is Arlen, Arlen Play, very good artist. And no one will ever know what happened because um, you know, he, it 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 didn't get the news coverage that it deserved. And so mm-hmm. after that kind of stopped, um, we stopped doing the figure drawings and we stopped doing the cosplay drawings and um after that, I just kind of took a step back and just, yeah, just uh, stopped doing the live figure drawing ever mm-hmm. since then. But, you had mentioned to me when you um, were coming on board to Scarefare that you kind mm-hmm. of had the idea of being in a cosplayer to yeah. uh, draw live. Yeah, and um, so this will be awesome for me to be able to provide a live, a, a live drawing for the person that's going to buy art for me. And, you know, I'll sign it and it was live at that event. It was exclusive and it was like an exclusive day. And to them, it might mean more. I want to bring value. And um, if that's my way of being able to bring value to a art customer, then I'll, I'll for sure do it. I mean, I, I'm totally digging that idea. Do you like grindhouse movies as well? Mm-hmm. Which, which would, I guess it is kind of, be like a, a grindhouse, but popular movie would be uh, from Dust to Dawn. But there's some grindhouse movies that uh, Quentin Tarantino had done. Um, mm-hmm. But the '70s type grindhouse, but the there's a lot of sexy pinups in in, mm-hmm. in grindhouse. Yeah, there are. Um, I'm trying to think what's a which which one is a, a good one. You know, uh, I mean, I guess I'm I guess I'm more favored towards the italian horror movie like suspiria is probably the most popular one oh, but yeah. there's a ton of other i have not had a chance to see suspiria every mm-hmm. time i've either um, gotten close to putting it on or watching it i either watch something else or i fall asleep <laughs> but mm-hmm. that's definitely one of those movies i want to watch yeah yeah that's one that has kind of a little bit of that kind of vibe to it but you know it's, it's, a, it's actually a really good film no well, Italian, Italian movies. Do you, do you subtitle? Do you watch subtitles or do you watch um, uh, voiceovers? No, they're subtitled. Yeah. So I have to read them. There's a couple that we had we have watched uh, 
with the subtitles and the voiceovers, uh-huh. I'd 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 prefer to watch the voiceovers just so we can concentrate on the movie itself instead mm-hmm. of reading the subtitles. But we've done both. Mm-hmm. A lot of them had been mainly Dracula type movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, um, you ever hear the Egyptian theater in Hollywood? Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So last year before COVID, they were showing 35 millimeter Italian horror movies. Oh wow. It was so um, like not a popular thing, in but you know it was a crowded theater because a lot of the people that were, you know, like true like vintage seventies horror movies that like that that Italian horror they went to it. Yeah, that would they be awesome. Yeah, dude. They played Repo Man there, and that was awesome. Oh, that. Man. I mean, yeah, it's not really a horror wait, movie. Wait, but wait, what's Repo Man? The um, the one with uh, Emilio Estevez. Yeah, and, okay. Yeah, the original Repo Man. Yeah. You know, it has kind of like that Mad Max yeah. vibe to it. Yeah. But that's just to, you know, share that that's the like, type of vibe. Kind of like a post, post-apocalyptic. Yeah. They're very selective with the 35 millimeter films that they play. And that's the best way to watch horror movies. It's funny because a lot of people never even heard of that repo, man. But there's mm-hmm. the other repo um, that's a musical. It's a um, repo... Jeez, oh, what's it called? It's a um, it's a musical. It has um, mm-hmm. Paul Savino. Mm-hmm. He's in it and plays the father. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know what I'm talking you. about? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, uh, uh, a generic opera. Mm-hmm. And what it is is uh, they sell his company sells organs to you, and you have to pay. And, and, and payments, and if you don't pay, they come and repo those body mm-hmm. parts back from you. <laughs> Either your heart, your lungs, yeah. your whatever organ they, uh, they're they renting to you. Uh, yeah. They'll come and take it if you don't pay up. It's quite a movie. It's um, I, I, I'm trying to think of the female name that's in that movie. Uh, she's more popular in not being an actress but kind of being one of those celebrities like Kim Kardashian. Mm-hmm. She's blonde. Why can't I think of her name? Yeah, really popular in Hollywood. Um, but that movie's pretty good. That that uh, repo, the genetic opera. Mm-hmm. Is there any movies that you could think of that? Oh, well, do you enjoy Rob Zombie's movies? Yeah, I do. Um, he's redoing The Monsters. Mm-hmm. Do you know about that? Yeah, I haven't really seen anything, but I'm sure it's going to be good because I don't want to like get my, I don't want to get too like excited about it. I'm just yeah. going to leave it at it as it is and it's, not trying to get it, my yeah. I'm a big Rob Zombie fan as far as music is concerned. Yeah. Uh, as far as what he's done, uh, what he did to the Halloween movie, not what he did in his franchise to Hollywood, Hollywood movies, but not. I mean, his uh, second movie of Halloween wasn't as great as his first one mm-hmm. but i'm a i'm a fan of his as far as his creativity um mm-hmm. in making all of his movies but with the monsters i'm a huge huge monster fan mm-hmm. uh, eddie monster my name's eddie i have a huge riddles peak on my head mm-hmm. that. <laughs> and so so yeah. growing up i was called in the military, they called me Eddie, which they didn't even know my first name. I thought that was funny. But I I grew up loving the monsters uh-huh. and, and watching 
somebody recreate that. I don't want it recreated like back in the 80s, it was recreated really cheesy. Mm-hmm. And now it's being recreated by Rob Zombie. Um, he always has Cheryl Moon on his, in his movies, which I'm hoping mm-hmm. she's not casted in the mm-hmm. monsters because he doesn't have a casting yet. But they're showing his, as he's working on the stage and everything else, he's building a whole neighborhood in Budapest. I think it's Budapest, is it? But it's where um, he's going to do the uh, start filming uh, um, the monsters, and he has mm-hmm. the whole mansion recreated. It looks pretty cool, but I want to see. Yeah. I want to see what he his take on the monsters would be. Very yeah. interested. Very interested. He's going to go into the gore, or is he going to do it more like a comedy, but not be too hillbilly-ish <laughs> like he's done in most of his movies right so so yeah it's gonna be interesting very interesting yeah i like that uh, hillbilly horror stuff you know yeah, yeah. texas chainsaw hillbilly yeah, horror yeah. Stuff. yeah yeah well uh, texas chainsaw that, that, that movie that was one of those slasher type movies mm-hmm. that i thought was real back when i was a kid <laughs> like I would watch all the other horror movies and think, oh, that's so fake, or or yeah. Mike Myers, she's this character, or Freddy Krueger, he's this character. But when yeah. I go back and watch, and prepare to watch for uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I thought those movies were actual real visions, like like a, yeah. or, like. A, well, it really did happen. Like yeah, it's something that it's not a, a a myth. Like that actually actually happened. Well, Maybe not in that fashion, but. Yeah. There was a definitely a Texas Chainsaw Massacre that happened. Yeah, it's crazy. Those type of movies like uh, that bring out that that gore. But then, mm-hmm. they, then back then they had some what of a storyline to go with the gore um, mm-hmm. and that hillbilly type uh, comedy go with it. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matthew McConaughey was in one of the Texas Chainsaw Massacres. Yeah, the later one. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And he's got that kind of hillbilly vibe to him. Yeah. Um, I, when I asked you about animation, going into mm-hmm. Hollywood and doing animation, I I was thinking more of the lines of um, Hotel Transylvania. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've seen the first one. Are you on number four now or number three? Or? Oh, man. They're like a number five, I think. Four, oh, wow. Four yeah. or five. Let's see. They did the first one. The second one, the third one, I think they went mm-hmm. on a vacation. So I think yeah. they're, I think they're on number, number four. four. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've seen uh, the first two, and I think they're they're great. Um, but to be honest, uh, I've been like crazy, crazy busy with work, and you know, yeah. I do a lot of freelance when I get off work, and then trying to manage my side hustle business stuff. So, um, but I made time to um, sit and chat with you, and if I had that. You know, I like I really just don't have time to. I have to like schedule a time to watch these these things now. I mean, the good old days is when mm-hmm. I I don't know. Like even a few years ago, you know, like before I was running my business, which is like my online business, selling these art prints. Mm-hmm. Like um, now I appreciate when I people buy them, but it also there's t- it takes time for me to like prepare them and package them and um ship them, especially yeah. when I get a bunch of them coming in. So um, last a few years ago, before I was running my side business and I just had a full time job, it was easy to just be watching movies a lot. And so 
you know, it's it's been tough lately with, with uh, movie watching. Um, I've just kind of been on the grind for the last uh, uh, several months. I do want to mention your packaging. Um, mm-hmm. When you package your artwork, mm-hmm. you do such a good job in sending your artwork to your customer. But not just that. It's you put a little bit more care into it by adding a sticker or something mm-hmm. that you've I'll added. I'll throw in a little it. something. Yeah. yeah. And I thought that was pretty cool. But. I do, I want to get better. I actually want to get, once I do, um, get a um, budget and I start generating more sales and I'm able to brand the packaging and get it even better. I want to like, you know, I'm, I want to think of a new way where I can provide a, a box, a package where you get everything. Like you, you're going to get a sticker you're going to get a cool shirt and a cool art print, but it's not just that. Like I want to bring more value. So I, I'm more focusing on trying to bring value for my next, you know, art drop. And so for instance, like the Lily Munster shirt that I'm doing, um, you know, it's actually being discharged, printed by a guy here in, in, um, in LA and he printed by hand. It's not done overseas. It's not done on a machine. It's like hand screen printed. Mm-hmm. And then he's using like special inks and for like really good, vintage feel i want mm-hmm. i wanted to have like a 60s it's almost like he found a vintage shirt from the 60s oh yeah that's very cool i love that um you're putting thought into your work as well yeah i don't want to just just push out product i don't i barely do that the if thing I about, it, about it yeah the thing about making it look vintage is it's going to be uh handmade with a lot of detail but mm-hmm. It's not going to be cheap. It's not mm-hmm. going to fall apart like a 60s shirt would, but it's mm-hmm. got that 60s feel to it. Right. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Anything you want to uh, pitch? You got your Instagram, which is After Hours Fun. Mm-hmm. You have your Facebook, which is After Hours Fun as well. Mm-hmm. Right? And is that there is a correct. website or anything else? Um, yeah, well, my once you go onto my Instagram you can link up to everything on there. My um, shopping site is on there. And um, pretty much now I'm just quiet mode because I'm pretty much getting ready for your show. I'm getting ready for Scarefair. Literally, like I'm like, I got two pins coming out. I have one that's a pumpkin. I don't know if I could share my screen on here. Let's see. Yeah, you can share a screen. Oh, There's yeah, a button screen. says share. Let's see, host disabled. Maybe I think you need to, maybe you need to um, set yours up so that I could allow you to uh, allow me to share my screen yeah. but anyways, I think, uh-huh. how's that yeah can you see my screen now no let's yet. try it hold on all right desktop share there we go yep all right yeah let's see if i have it on my so i just sent out production for this pin oh those are cool and, yeah uh, yeah so i was inspired by the ones to the right and um that's one thing about using inspiration is um you know you kind of see how other people are doing their coloring and then um mm-hmm. i have my own art here to the left and this right. pin is specifically designed for uh, people who like to make shit. Like this, you know, this horror and they make, they're making masks, they're making um, props and they're up late at night trading. And so this yeah. is a little pin that I got in the works. Yeah, pin trading is huge. And pin, mm-hmm. I, I'm into Disney pin trading. I've been into it since 2005. I kind of uh-huh. taken a break from it because it's, it's just, it's an expensive hobby, but pins uh, like that for pin trading are awesome. I I like the um 
the little pumpkin ghost that you had, the little pumpkin mm-hmm. is like a cat face pumpkin. Mm-hmm. Was that one? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. My my wife would totally love that. She she has a tattoo of a, a little cat coming out of a pumpkin. That's almost like yeah, yeah. That one's actually uh, that would actually look like a good one. It's the little kitten coming out of the, the pumpkin. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, when I get feedback like this, it really helps me a lot because I take it and I kind of run with it um and that's the reason why i started doing this shirt because um a lot of my customers were asking for it which i'm thankful for i'm like all right i'll if a bunch of people are going to commit to it and I'll, oh yeah I'll go ahead and, and i definitely want one of those shirts and i know my wife would probably want one so she'd probably get it and not me but <laughs> that's the way it always works um but yeah she has quite a but few yeah. shirts like that from other artists so i'm mm-hmm. pretty sure that she'll get that one as well yeah, but for the most part, um, I'm just it's, everything's pretty much um quiet on my end. I don't do too many shows. I'm just getting ready for this one coming up. And well, yeah, we're fortunate so I'll, I'll... to have you aboard. We in, mm-hmm. enjoy your art and uh, looking forward to having you at Scarefer. Now, is there any in particular person that you'd like to see that you're anxious to see or meet oh. over at Scarefer? Yeah, yeah, it's it Linda Hamilton. You said, or, or wait, was her name um, from Freddie from Lisa Wilcox from yeah, uh, yeah, Lisa Wilcox from um, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, yeah. I almost want to ask her, like, was she part of uh, Dream Master Part Five, and was she over there? Because that would be a trip. Because I I was over there that day too when I was a little kid, and they were filming it. And then uh, thirty years later, I I meet again. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now, and that I guess she was on Part Part Five. five, Yeah. Yeah, yep. so that's a trip. Yeah, I'll, I'll let her know if I get a chance to chat with her and meet with her. And I want to, um, I think, uh, yeah. Lisa Wilcox, four and five. Yep. Yeah. And Dan Mendoza, you probably like a lot of his stuff. So she uh-huh. recommit, uh, come at it again with a zombie trap, him bringing her mm-hmm. home. All right. Well, it was great talking to you. I enjoyed our, our conversation. Uh, enjoyed this time to get to know you, get to know your art. But um, it's time to go now mm-hmm. for yeah, our podcast. Would, uh, time. Yeah, thank you for having me. And I like uh, what no you're doing with the with the um, event and the promoting and the marketing. It's um, you know, it's it's definitely something that um, you've been working on, and I'm thank- thankful that you are were able to bring me along. Oh, you're gonna have fun. It's gonna be filled with a lot of events, stuff for people to do, trick or treating. So the trick or treating alone will bring people to your booth as well. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure a lot of people will be fascinated with their art. Cool, man. So it's good talking it. to you. Uh-huh. And uh signing off from my public life as American nerd. Talk to you later. See you, Daniel. Okay, bye.